Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome, everybody, back to the Clear Out Podcast with your host, Matt Brooks. We are brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am joined by Chris Mulholland, who needs no other introduction. This is my guy. Uh, we've been, you know, I've, I've known this guy forever. Um, but yeah, Chris, Chris Mulholland, Nets Daily, you know the vibes. Chris, how you doing? Doing good, brother. Well, we were, we've been talking for like the past hour and 45 Dude, minutes been, before we hit the record we've button. Shooting we've, been, the, uh, we've been shooting off conversations left and yeah. right. Yeah, we've been we've been just kind of going <laughs> talking for like an hour and a half. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, good to good to continue talking with you. I guess we're, oh, we're uh, I love it. We're finally talking about the Nets. I don't think we've said mm-hmm. one thing about the Nets yet, which is good. Usually, when you like have that like awkward, uh, not even awkward, but that little like uh, conversation before you get on a podcast, mm-hmm. it's usually about like your podcast. I usually just end up like spilling the beans and saying what I want to talk about with the other person. Mm-hmm. You and I just talk about everything, but we, we talked about literally <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't. It's not even basketball related half the time. It's like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Whatever the case is, we're, we're already diving into it for sure. But nah, man, we're, we're, we're actually going to talk about the nets. Now we've uh, had a little, little streak of games that I'll be honest, have not been super uh, interesting to me aside from the game. I think we're probably going to spend the most time talking about uh, against mm. golden state that I'm sure a lot of people never want to hear about again. But too bad. I'm not going to let you yeah. do that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll start here. Like, what's been your recent takeaway from the Nets um, just in this last, whatever, stretch of games, I guess? It's like, the, obviously, their the record's still good. You know what I mean? They're obviously first in the East, I think. at the, Well, at this point, the time we're recording and stuff. And like, you know, like, the thing is, too, it's like, Kevin Durant, like, I'm, I'm a big thing. The one my biggest thing is Kevin Durant's doing a lot. He's doing a lot, a lot. Yeah. You know, he's not really getting a lot of help out there. We saw it, obviously, these past couple stretch of games. Another big thing, too, is you got the rest factor with Harden and Durant. You know, they're not getting a lot of rest either, you know. So, they have they played all the games. They played in the back-to-backs as well. 30 minutes both last night against Cleveland. Yep. And, like, you know, you have those type of factors. Marcus Aldridge looked pretty good off the bench. You know, it's it, it was interesting, obviously, with the Warriors that he didn't play the whole first half, which I guess we'll, we'll obviously dive into the Warriors stuff. Obviously, it's matchup-based, whatever the case is. But overall, you know, they're, they're still trying to plug away and trying to find that production out of committee from, obviously, with the loss of Irving and still trying to find that continuity and connectivity. Obviously, the biggest news, I would say, at least the past stretch of games, was Nash being just brutally honest, saying, hey, we're not one of those top elite teams in the NBA. Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. It is weird that they're like the number one seed. And I also kind of like, and they have a good record, but I'm Mm -hmm. also, it's so, I have a very good feel for this team already Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. a way that I don't usually feel like you get in 15 games. Like I kind of know what they are. I know exactly what their weaknesses are. It's spacing. It's everything I've talked about um, on this podcast. I kind of know what they do defensively. Um, I know, you know, a lot of, I mean, let's be honest, games come down to whether, 
James Harden gets to the rim or not, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. They don't yeah, have a ton of ball it. handling outside of that. So it's kind of weird. Like it was, it, it's we're recording this on a whatever Thursday after this Cavs game. And like mm-hmm. my biggest takeaway, there was any takeaways we had, which I sure didn't. I mean, one of them was, as you mentioned, Kevin Durant playing 37 minutes after playing 32 against Golden State and probably would have played more if that mm-hmm. game was closer. <laughs> um, it was closer, yeah. Yeah, but 37 mm-hmm. minutes and we're already, like we're already hitting that point with KD because at the beginning it felt like they were mm-hmm. doing a good job keeping his minutes low. My big gripe with the Nets last year is that they'd play like KD 40 minutes against you know, I don't. I don't even know what team to use it as, as an example. Pistons, what, Pistons, like whatever the case. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and, and we're already at that point, kind of in a way. I'm. I don't know. Not huge on that. That's the thing. The, the one thing I actually wanted to get your opinion because obviously, me and you've been very, I guess, um, very, I, with ball handling. I guess you'd say right with yeah. the Nets. They're very short on ball handling. How did you like James Johnson yesterday? I mean, that was my takeaway. My one takeaway like, was, that's, was like, that was one of my takeaways too. I'm hmm. like thinking, I'm like, he got a, he got, he got fourth quarter minutes, first quarter minutes. Like he got an extended run. Obviously you could take it with a grain of salt. Second game of back to back. Obviously they're very low. They got a lot of injuries banged up, but it's like, obviously he had two, he had two costly turnovers too. He had, he had a couple turnovers, whatever the case is. But what'd you think of his, just his ball handling at, in general, I guess you could say. I mean, I liked it. Like, it's when they signed him, I I kind of I looked at the signing. I and I watched a bunch of James Johnson film. Which, by the way, if that's what you're doing in your off season. Go outside. Like, don't sit inside and watch James Johnson film for two weeks. That's what I did. So I watched a lot of film of him, and I was like, this guy is kind of fun. And I, I think mm-hmm. I tweeted it when he first got in, and I at the had a nice play. I think you know handling and transition or something. Or it might have been that little bounce pass that he had mm-hmm. out of side pick and roll with um. LaMarcus Aldridge, but mm-hmm. I remember watching him and being like, wow, this guy's got like a really fun, fluid handle where it's mm-hmm. like you actually feel like he's changing directions, going east, west, and then north, south. Um, the passing is like super fun. He's yep. really good at finding big men, like really mm-hmm. good on those laydowns. He has a pretty nice lob game. Like he's just, he has some nice utility that way. Mm-hmm. And when they made, you know, when I was thinking about the roster, this was before Kyrie Irving. Um, was no longer part of the team. I just wasn't sure if he was gonna be able to showcase that. And mm-hmm. now we're 15 games in or 16 games in, and, and you know all I've done is complain about ball handling and spacing. And that guy was like, "Oh wait, this is kind of nice. Like you can run inverted pick and roll, so you could run, you know, him handling Patty Mills screening and popping out to mm-hmm. three or Joe Harris, or you can run an action like the, the Nets did with Lamarcus Aldridge." rolling to the rim they haven't even experimented with lamarcus popping off that type of an action yeah um so it's kind of fun he's he kind of gives them a different element in a way mm-hmm. and it, it'll be cool to see if they can use him and or if he'll play more even because i i don't mm-hmm. know if he will um that's it's interesting like yeah. it's 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 gonna definitely time will tell type of factor you know but he's something like, different it's not like it's the same different. big man where it's like all right, Blake Griffin, there's a guy that's going to, I guess, do dribble handoffs and, like, not do much else on offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Paul Millsap, who will just be a better version of Blake Griffin. Um, 
But it's like mm. they kind of have the same guy over and over, and it's, he's different. James Johnson gives you a different flavor. He's different. He, yeah. I agree with that. I agree I'm with that. I'm not sure if he's good, like, but he's different. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt, but, you know, it's different. It's a different little variations, a different look than what we're accustomed to with this Nets team. And, like, what was the other thing I was going to mention is, from at least from well, the Cavs game, there's not that many takeaways from that. No. <laughs> with, Gold, with Golden State, I get – well, I know, I know we talked about this a little off-air, too. I think the Nets got their first really good taste of a prime defensive adjustment in that game. You know what yep. I mean? Like, especially triangle and two, box and one, those type of different looks on defense, especially with Kevin Durant, too, throwing different bodies at him and different coverages. And with Golden State, too, when you lo- watched how they really defended Durant, you could tell right then and there that the experience factor was there. They knew how he gets to his spots. Obviously, all great players get to their spots. Yeah. They know exactly what angles he takes, different actions to get into those spots. There's so many different factors that you knew right away that they did not only a great job scouting this, but they executed it even better than that. I thought they scouted Harden too really well. Like really? they knew yep. exactly when he was going to try to make short roll reads to Bruce Brown. Like they just. They were really on top of it. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, the defensive coverages. This was the first team. Like, you've seen teams kind of disrespect their spacing mm-hmm. in a way, the Nets spacing. And it's funny. Like, <laughs> they built this roster in a way to – and I've talked about this with Lucas Kaplan on the show. They built this roster, This the Nets did, kind of as a counter for Milwaukee. And mm-hmm. now I kind of feel like the Nets are facing the same problems that Milwaukee faced against the Nets where it's like – man, defenders are just gapping off your shooters or they're running junk defense because they don't care. Blake Griffin, please take every corner three in the world you want. Bruce Brown, by all means, do your thing. Oh, DeAndre Bembry's there? Great. He can shoot all he wants too. So it's like these teams are now just, like that was the first team that I really think disrespected their shooters in a way and, mm-hmm. and was able to capitalize off it. How do you, the, do we, I know we talked about this. I, I forgot which game it was before. But that quote with Nash when he said, I view Blake Griffin as a shooter. Uh, like, you know, oh, like I... that quote. Like, do you – are you still on kind of like that boat where it's, okay, it's a slump type of thing, and you would have him take those dare shots considering what his I, – I forget. I don't know. I haven't looked at the percentages recently. Yeah. But he has not – I don't think he's shot easily over 40% in any of these past five games from three at all. Like, it's – like. That that kind of interests me because like with like obviously he's not like the older Blake and everything and he, he his physicality is great that toughness that grit kind of being that really that hard hat steel tote boot guy whatever the kid you want to call it blue yeah. collar mentality guy on the team but I think after a while when especially with Blake when he's just getting these dare shots after and after like just repetitive and like he's not making those. I wouldn't even really call that a slump, you know. I don't. I, that's just how I the feel. The misses about it. are bad. The misses they're bad are too. Really bad. They're like, very short, or they're just no arc on. Like you know, like I don't know. I don't want. It's go bad. Into well, details it, about it, but like you know, yeah. They're they're just kind of. I mean, also like Javon Carter has started. Like some of the misses now from Javon are like, I'm I'm still I'm holding out hope for Javon. Um, but man, it's it's just like some of the misses mm-hmm. you're seeing from the guys, where it's like they're so off like it's like they're hitting the backboard or they're hitting like the side of the rim like they're really the misses are bad and they've been kind of like that in the last couple of games so i don't know i mean i think part of that is a mental thing too though Mm -hmm. i i think that and i i don't think the the cleveland game yeah like are they are is it tired like sure did did any of them really play the fourth quarter 
not really. Not, like, not <laughs> like this really. game was not pretty really. much. It was like they played half a game. So mm-hmm. I I felt like there is like a little mental, and I I bet you they they come back fine against mm-hmm. Orlando. But I do feel like eventually, that you know the slump and all of that 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 some of these guys are facing kind of becomes ingrained because of mm-hmm. these teams disrespecting you and saying you know because at, at the end of the day Shoot you're this. an NBA player it's like man this guy is really letting me be this open and all these mm-hmm. teams are doing this to multiple guys in your roster it's tough I don't know it's I'm, tough it's like it, the, the roster is built for that big three but even with the big three I'm like would you have guys like would you run into this problem I just have started to wonder that lately um and and just, yeah I don't know I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's your big? Well, what's your biggest concern so far through these what sixteen games or so? What what aside, aside from the the name, the Kyrie Irving, you know, obviously, his the Nets need him. We, that's you could say that right then and there. But like, yeah. I guess tactically with the, the 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 roster that they have, what are some of your most tactical kind of um, problems that you see right now? Uh, I mean, I've kind of mentioned everything, the spacing, the ball handling. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the obvious ones. Can I actually say a defense one? Yeah. I think they're – are they – I'm a little worried how many schemes they can throw out. I'm a little worried. I like that. I like I, that. Because I thought Golden State, like everybody talked about the offensive issues, which, yes, they're obviously they have issues with that. Um, They switched the entire game and, like, a, you can take the obvious takeaways. Because the reason they switch, right? They're playing a motion offense. Best way to, to counter a motion offense, you're going to switch everything. You're going to try to muck up those actions. And they just didn't look suited to that. Part of that is, A, you don't really want Blake Griffin switching onto Steph Curry. You definitely don't want LaMarcus Aldridge switching onto Steph Curry. So that's the easy, low-hanging fl- uh, fruit. But even mm-hmm. like back cuts and actions like that, I just feel like there were so many cuts behind the defense mm-hmm. going to the rim and they just didn't look comfortable doing multiple schemes um or, or switching away from their scheme which has been drop mm-hmm. coverage for basically the entire year and mm-hmm. if you're a playoff team you're gonna need to switch i'm sorry it's gonna happen at some point you have to so it's like yeah. i do want you to kind of like you know and i'm I, i'm not saying these guys can't throw out switchy lineups because they can but what does mm-hmm. that probably mean you probably are playing kd at the five and if you're playing a team like Golden State, are you really going to be able to lean into KD at the five for like half the game? I You can. Yeah. I don't know if I feel awesome about it. They don't have that. Again, it's, I've said it since the beginning of this podcast, like literally since my first podcast uh, on this show. Man, that Jeff Green loss really hurts. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. Like, don't get me like he struggled a little bit in Denver. I think, I don't know if he's still struggling now. I, yeah, I, no, I, I, the first couple 10 games, he was really struggling in Denver. And but like that—that's where it hurts because with Jeff, it's—it's it's more so. It was really a game of just inches when it came to that contract situation, right? It was yeah. like because you saw what Denver, what he got in Denver, but you saw what the Nets were kind of, but like that—that's the top dollar was the MLE, really. What it came right. down to, it's okay. Here you go, and he—he he thought he was worth more. He got it in Denver, whatever the case is, and now he's starting to do it. But like the thing is, it's like with Jeff, his verse that versatility is just yeah. oh my god, like like I don't know, it's just they miss that. Like Rudy um, Gay would have been solid for them. For Rudy like Gay would have been solid. I've also been thinking too. Do you think that the Nets are missing D'Antoni? Um. Uh. Yes and no. I. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle as well. It's so hard because I. I. I do like. I think their offense has evolved in a way. Like they're starting to run more actions with. I like when they do stuff with like Lamarcus screening for KD. 
So they're running mm-hmm. um, zipper action, which is just a pin down where the guy mm-hmm. goes from basically um, from the block all the way to the top of the key or, or stops short of that. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, they've been using like zipper cuts for KD with um, LaMarcus screening. And I like that because you're putting two players um, in, in like your two best offensive options in actions together. I think that's just mm-hmm. a smart way to run a run an offense. Um, and, and there's a bunch of different options you can get out of that. You can get mm-hmm. uh, KD if, if the defense over switches. KD can get like a lob at the dunk uh, at the rim. Um, mm-hmm. James Harden's been throwing out those a lot. Obviously, you can get KD coming for a mid-range uh, catch-and-shoot look, I guess. So there's mm-hmm. a lot that they've been doing. So I, I like the way the offense has evolved, mm-hmm. but I just the spacing is bad. And a lot of the times it is because of the lineups that are out there. And by the way, all the people that are saying, oh, fire Steve Nash, look at these rotations. Oh, there's yeah. one thing. we Look, we can get upset with Nash for the challenge that he had against Golden State. That was not great. Some mm-hmm. of the tactical stuff in that game was not great. Was I would not, not have been switching LaMarcus Aldridge. I think we have a pretty clear idea of what that looks like. Um, you know, and I, I, I maybe the, the option instead mm-hmm. of doing that is playing those guys closer to the level. It's where you're, mm-hmm. you're almost, maybe you're even hedging if you need to, but you're not mm-hmm. putting these guys in, on an island essentially. Uh, like it isn't just switching or drop. It can't, it can't be that there's mm-hmm. a, there's a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I got a, I really got a, on a tangent there. Uh, but I think people say, I liked it rot- though. That yeah. was a nice tangent though. That <laughs> was a nice you. one. Well, it's like, we saw it in the buck series. Like we they saw it in the, uh, yeah. Like they I'll, were like, I'll okay, we're not going to gonna switch Brooke Lopez. Uh, we're going to play him close to the level. And that was our counter for KD. Like you could do the same thing if you're the Nets, not one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for like people that are harping on uh, Nash about the rotations, Take a look at who he's got to work with. Like, I was you're always going to gonna have two non-shooters. It's just going to be a thing. I'm sorry. It's, that's mm-hmm. how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, how? Now, this is the thing I wanted to ask you, too, because I know we talked about this after the Warriors game for a little bit, but now that it's kind of resonated a little more, how much, I guess, I guess, well, if you really want to do one to ten or whatever scale you want to use, how do you really weigh out this loss? Is it more so, because this is how I kind of view, if you want to give, like, give my two cents first, it's a regular season game. It, it was yeah. game 15. I fully understand that, but there was two things that really stuck out to me. Number one, out of Nets Warriors, two outside of teams, personnel, everything, it shows how big continuity and chemistry is in the NBA. That's one. Doesn't that's a minor takeaway? But overall, it 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 was. I feel like the Nets with this loss, it it was kind of interesting because obviously eight games, thirteen days, they had the back back in Cleveland, so there wasn't really like a good period of like. Now they've really turned it on, you know, now we have a good sample size. But could do you think that this game or at least that homeland gloss could be something like they faced in Detroit last year where they got in bed, they really got just embarrassed, a really tough loss, and kind of really made them motivate and really kind of turn themselves around a little bit, even though hey, they're eleven and five on the year. I think they won nine of the last eleven games, whatever the case is. But just overall, how how much impact and volume do you really put on that L? I think my like common thread with the Nets this year is in all the losses, it's they just look way less athletic. So yep. you saw it against Milwaukee, even Chicago. It's like you guys are getting kind of like even the Hornets. The, yeah, it's just sort of like I don't these teams that are like twitchy and athletic and can throw small ball units at them. I just they just I don't know the Nets just look kind of old in a lot of these games. So that's like my common thread, and I guess. That's the only reason I would panic about that is that they have built this roster for like the Lakers and the Bucks. 
um, yep. or or Philly. Like they've built this roster where it's like we're gonna take down these giant teams, and I don't know what their options are outside of being big and strong and and kind of throw bodies around that way. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, I think in a way, I like if if they play the Warriors again. I'd probably expect the Nets to win or keep it competitive at the very least because it's the regular season. Like, it's just one game. You never know. Curry was insanely hot. KD had a bad game. Um, and you can boil it down to that in a lot of ways. Really? Yep. But I think if you're looking from, like, a macro perspective, yeah, I do think there's certain trends where I worry a little bit about the scheme versatility. Are you able to throw different things out? The spacing, are we ever – is there ever going to come a point where Blake's going to make threes or – Somebody's going to come in there that gets maybe minutes that we weren't mm-hmm. seeing, um, you know, and is able to make threes. And then just, I guess the uh, the the athleticism thing I touched on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then I, I think the last, last time I came on this podcast, we, we talked about this a little bit. And I know, I know a lot of fans would probably want to hear our thoughts on this. I guess you could say, well, Nick Claxton, let's, I guess we could start with that, right? Because yeah. I guess a lot of fans would probably want to hear both of our thoughts on this. Obviously, he's been out. He's only played four games this year. Make that, what, 14? Well, I guess you could say 12 games missed, 11 games missed at this point. Is it, is it concerning? Is this a real big concern considering that this guy is on a contract year? And to kind of pinch that even more, let knowing their their luxury tax situation going into it you know because in the beginning we all heard or at least we all assumed that hey there's only so many dollar signs to go around there's only so much money to go around obviously we know a class can get extended to and then now he's he, it's the repetitive theme of okay his conditioning that was a repetitive theme last year this year nash even put a heavy emphasis on that last night before Cleveland. yeah and he mostly said, hey, he's still got ways to go. And it's been almost four weeks, three weeks. Like, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Just overall, I guess you could say. I'm concerned for sure. I'm concerned mm-hmm. for his health, A. Uh, B, mm-hmm. I'm concerned for, you know, we're 15 games in. And I, I do, th- I think there will be some sort of, I, I just can't imagine that the rotations are going to stay as they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to harp on Blake Griffin, but like maybe he will just be the starter and he's going to figure it out. But man, like it's just been tough. Like it's, just it's been, been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. So I do think the opportunity for Clax to play is there. Mm-hmm. Like I think there is a real opportunity for him to make an impact and like but he I don't know, man. Like the way Nash was talking about his conditioning like it it did it's, not give me the bad. feeling. It it did not was and I know he said oh he's going to be out for a couple of games. Did not get the feeling it's going to be three games and he's going to be back in there grabbing. It sounded it, it sounded like it was going to be close to double digits, if not double digits. You know what I yeah. mean? And like it's 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 tough for the kid because like we he's got the skill set, yeah. he's got the potential, he's got all kind of really all the kind of the real just check boxes overall. Obviously, there's a lot that you could really kind of not pair up, like the shooting, foul shooting, whatever the case is that we haven't really seen that skill unlocked on an NBA level consistently yet. 
But like with Clax, it's one of those things. It's like his that his he's his bread and butter. Really, if he develops, is just going to be like as a defender. You know, that's like really like where his worth, at least with this Nets team, can be. Obviously, aside from working with Harden, the pick and roll, those type of little attributes there. But like, it's just it's going to be interesting just how it really just works out with him because it's it's one of those points like Nash really just made it sound like that this guy just can't run up and down the court. You know, no, it's I like. Know. It really, he really broke that down in whatever the case is. And then, like, I can imagine if that's the case, then why isn't he in the G League now? You know what I mean? And, like, why isn't he, like, you know, like, there's a lot of little, there's a lot of streets that are going, like, left and right, but no one really knows what street the Nets are taking on this situation. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's played 51 career games. 51, which is, like, seems like almost a fake number. With, because I, I don't know, I feel like I've watched Clax a lot, but it's been fifty-one games, like in total, fifty-one games, which is insane over three years. Um, that's tough, man. Like it's, it's tough. it's tough, and like I literally just mentioned scheme versatility. I didn't even think of like that's how much Clax is not in the picture right now. Is that I didn't even out. think of him being as like, oh wait, I'm complaining that they don't have a, a guy that can switch. They literally have like the best switch big in the league if he can ever yep. stay on the floor. Um, yep. There's your guy. Like you want to? Oh wait, you know Lamarcus Aldridge is cook, getting cooked by by Curry. Great, we're gonna put the seven foot guy that can stay with Damian Lillard on step backs. We're just gonna we're gonna have that guy out there. That's our center. That's so, but center. it's it's a huge piece. It's really big. It's um, huge. You like, know. So and that's just your can't stay guy. on. He just can't stay on the court. You know that's the it's it's the frustrating part for a lot of Nets fans. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm definitely concerned. I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's. I'm not concerned with a ton with the Nets because, again, I, it's weird. We're 16 games in. I feel like I have a really good feel for them. And mm-hmm. it hasn't even been, like, watching that many ga- I've been working a lot, man. I haven't been able mm-hmm. to watch back as many games this year, and I just sort of – I have a pretty good feel for the group. There's not a ton that I feel like I'm learning yeah. game to game. I agree um, with that. So, you know, and it's part of it's that they have a training camp. They're not figuring things out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also, like, you know – it's guys that kind of do what they do you know they're not mm-hmm. they're not gonna do that clax is a different you don't know what you're gonna get from him you, you don't really know what you're gonna get but part of it is he needs to be out there to figure out what you're gonna get from him i agree so, with that it's that's concerning the it's the it's one of the big concerns i have with the team there's not much but that's it's definitely in the it's mix definitely, definitely in the mix tie up definitely there for the my list as well yeah I, I, I up there. what do you thought of harden lately I like, you know, he's progressing in the right way, right direction, you know. But like the thing, the thing, like we mentioned before, like if he gets to the rim, yeah, that solves a lot of problems. It he's solves sh- a lot of problems. Numbers wise, it, he it looks Gotham's wreck. Uh, who I love, one of my favorite. Oh, uh, great Twitter follow. He had some good stats, man. I gotta like, I, I wish I had him. Like, I can pull him up in front of me, but I'm not gonna show the numbers. But he had some really good stats, basically showing that uh, in terms of like foul drawing and. Uh, I, I think like rim shooting percentage um, he's basically in line with where he was last year, which is great. Mm-hmm. My big difference right now. And I think one, I, I gotta, I gotta reach out to him, ask him about the frequency. Cause that's my catch thing right now. Catch well, and shoot. catch and shoots are a thing. I'm more worried about like, how much is he getting the rim? If he, great. If he's shooting there, great. If he's drawing fouls, how mm-hmm. much, what's the sample on those? Cause that's where I'm concerned. My big thing with Harden is I still don't feel like we feel him yet. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. if it's a close game, and part of it too is just the Nets. If they get into a close game, it's just we're going to give the ball to KD and get out the way. Mm. I don't quite feel Harden in, in that way yet. Maybe that is just something that needs to come with thirty games. 
but I, we're not mm-hmm. quite there yet. I don't know how to explain it, but I know what you mean by that. It's not that like, like it's, hard in dominance yet, you know. It's not that hard in dominance. It's not like that dominance we saw last year against the Suns, where Katie and Kyrie were both out. Yeah, you can really rely on them in those type of situations, you know. And like you could, you could, I don't know. Like the thing is, it's like I don't think. Obviously, the new foul rule changes it's starting to kind of diminish a little bit. You know, it's not like how it's really been highlighted in the first couple games where he got really frustrated, whatever the case is. He's starting to get a couple calls. And, like, overall, he's gaining his confidence. The, the good thing is that the Nets are being patient with him, too. They're not, yeah. like, Steve isn't saying, okay, like, we could have got James the ball more or, you know, made those type of, like, remarks where it's kind of like, hey, like, he's telling you you got to produce a little more. They're kind of taking the long road for it and kind of producing it as well. And same thing with his teammates, knowing that there is a trust factor there. And with the turnovers, you know, turnovers are turnovers. If you're, like, the Nets approach these turnovers are, hey, if they're just not careless turnovers – we're fine with that. But if it's yeah. trying to make a play and a turnover happens, we're, we're content, you know, right. which I don't, it, you could, you, you could kind of take that with a grain of salt there, but like overall, like he's looked good. He's he's progressing. I I need, like, I'm not one of those guys that like to just, I've, I've always said this game 30 is really my marker for a lot of things, you know, yeah. game 30, game 35, somewhere like that. At the end of the day, all Nets fans and us, obviously, we know better than anyone. We just need these guys to produce at the highest level to re- in the postseason more than right. anything. You know, that's where it really matters. I know Nets fans really want to see that. Obviously, us as journalists, we want to see that. How what can this team really look like when the postseason comes around? Whatever the case is, but um, yeah, no, overall, he's just stepping in the right direction. You know, I just got to see a, a little more. I'm not going to overreact anything through these 15 games. Confidence they're getting to the rim. Passing has been good. The connection with Lamarcus Aldridge is building too. The chemistry there—it's been—it's been good compared to what it was in the beginning of the season. Uh, Two-man action with Durant has been pretty solid overall. So yeah, can't complain overall. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Harden. Um, I, I I don't even know how to fully explain it. I still I there's still situations where he'll get like stonewalled on a drive, um, mm-hmm. in a way that just didn't used to always happen but mm-hmm. he's i think the biggest thing is like the aggressiveness like you see the uptick in numbers yep. i just think he's like putting his head down and being like all right a i'm gonna drive to the rim i don't care who's in front of me b i'm not gonna drive and try to look for contact i'm driving purely to score and if contact comes out of that great and i think that's really helped his approach so i think he has and also i do think the rules i have to say they have not been calling fouls especially yep. in that Cavs game Ooh. that they were pretty loose with whistles they are pretty loose which i don't i'm sorry i'm sure nets fans love it i hate it i was very happy with the the rules were this is awesome like i I, hey it's i like it play through yeah like yeah it's uh, obviously me and you can both agree there's there's barriers here you know there's there's lines you know obviously for certain fouls but like i'm a big fan of just playing through it you know i'm not a fan of kind of just watching like a free like aside from obviously just covering that just me as a basketball observer and a fan yeah. just say i watch any game on tv whatever the case is i would rather see a consistent flow rather than okay they go to the line shoot 15 free throws every superstar does or whatever the case is right and slows up the tempo and everything there you know yeah like even like you could you can see the nba wanted to slow down the duration of the games I've always been like a kind of guy that looks at those final box scores or attendance numbers and game durations. They're always like two hours and change, you know, there's yep. it's never like two hours, 30 minutes. It's always two hours and change. So like they're doing a good job in that aspect. Yeah. With the game duration for a lot of fans. 
But uh, no, no, I'm on the same page as you. I'm on the same page as you. My question to like people, like take yourself. Let's say you're not. Let's if you're a Nets fan, you're listening to this. Let's pretend we're not talking about the Nets. Yeah. Do you enjoy? Let's say you're watching uh, Jazz Suns. Do you enjoy watching? I don't know who who would get a lot of. I guess Donovan Mitchell. I don't really feel like whatever. We'll use him yeah, for an yeah, example. Yeah. Devin Booker. Do you want to watch them take like ten? Like, do you enjoy watching free throws? Is what I'm trying to ask. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you too, like that? I, like, do you enjoy? I hate it. I'm like, this sucks. I want to watch more basketball. Why are we watching this guy like sit yeah. here and like sweat and be and breathe in heavily and everybody's standing at the line, kind of bored, waiting for the first free throw? And then like, this. I don't, this not entertaining. Plus <laughs> all the guys too. Like I know we, Giannis got a lot of heat for it last year. A lot of these guys taking free throws get pretty damn near close to that yeah. 10 second mark too. Okay. It's not just Giannis here, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you have that factor too. And it's just like, I don't, as just a basketball observer, like I get it for fan purposes. Cause obviously the whole reason everyone's complaining about Harden getting foul calls is because like, or not getting foul calls because that limits his production points. You know what I mean? He I has more it, free you know? throws made than, than field, field goals, goals in his career. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's an irrefutable point. <laughs> it's an irrefutable point. I completely understand it, but as a basketball observer and a basketball viewer, I am completely fine with a little uptick in physicality and let the boys play through it. Just yeah. let, them, let the boys play. Like it's that simple. Like it's not, I've always been like that too, like yeah, especially too, even like, well, that's the soft technicals and stuff too, like that. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that hey, like I like to see a little chippiness. I don't want to just see okay, the, the gets fouled, goes to the replay monitor, flagrant one for a little smack or whatever the case is. You know what? I'm, I'm that type of guy too. If if I'm if I'm it copping to things I don't like, it is gonna probably upset people. I hate charges. I absolute. Oh. It's been Why do you so. Hate charges? I'm curious about this. All right, so I don't. The charges where a guy's like right outside the restricted circle. I I'm okay. I don't love those. I think they're kind of a dangerous play. I hate the charges where it's like a, a let's say it's a, a a two on three, and the defense is at a oh. disadvantage, and the guy just steps in front of the guy dribbling. No, that's how is that a basketball play? I'm sorry, that's been Blake Griffin's main contribution this year is like these plays. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wow, that's you know, that's like good for Blake. He got on the board there, but in my heart, in my heart, I'm thinking, this is the worst basket. I hate watching this. Hands up, straight up, hands up, straight up. No, I I agree with that. Okay, okay, and then that's become the Chargers team. It's it's abs, it's my nightmare. I'm living my nightmare night tonight. Is like covering the charges team, it's really like a, it's a conflict of interest. I I, I, surprised, I am actually on that same exact boat as you. Okay, I thought you were just like a, a charge hater and like general. You're just like, no, I I'm, hate charges. I, was just I, like, I don't okay, know like, if we got rid of charges altogether, I wouldn't be mad. But especially like the ones that are just it's just somebody stepping in front of somebody dribbling mm-hmm. is just weird. It's kind of it's a just honestly ridiculous play. So mm-hmm. I'm, it's tough. I'm, I'm living my nightmare every single That's night awesome. watching these Nets games. I no, I completely agree. Okay, now now hearing that, I, I just like <laughs> I'm exactly on the same page. I thought you were just one of those guys. It's like, oh, why is like why are these guys just taking charges like left and right? I was like, oh, wait, yeah, wait, I'm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Like, cause that's that's the thing. It's just like. With Blake, Blake, like, why is the guy taking a charge like out like thirty feet away from the rim? I don't. That's that's I a ridiculous play. That. I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, that's 
that's the thing too. I've always been a, like, I've always been a guy just like, okay, like if it's underneath the rim, if it's a guy barreling at you and you got to making a help it, rotation, like yeah. that's, that's okay. That's fine. But like, you, you don't like exactly the points that you just said there, if you're far outside the basket and you're just go right in front of the guy and just fall right on your back and really just kind of make a charge a charge. Yeah. That can get a little irritating. Most definitely. Yeah. Most I definitely. feel like it's the, uh, it's the intention behind it. Like if you're, if you draw a charge trying to make like a help rotation um, from the weak side of the floor and you're, you're trying to keep your hands up, keep it raised. Like, great. That's mm-hmm. terrific. Uh, if it's just to like take a charge and get in the way of somebody which I, I don't want to kill him. I don't want to kill my guy, but if that's, if that's the intention, it's, it's just hard for me to get behind that. I don't know. Yeah. Whispers, uh, Kyle Lowry. Whispers Kyle Lowry. I, I do love Kyle Lowry. So that is also conflicting. When Kyle Lowry took like three charges in the all-star game, <laughs> that's what I, I that's couldn't what I tell saying. if I loved it or hated it. Cause it was just like, this is so authentically Kyle Lowry, but also like, what are we doing here, man? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I'm just like, a, like, I don't even know, man. Like that, but yeah, I'm on the same point point of view with charges. But I'm trying to think, what what are the nets? What's another like hot nets topic? I'm trying hot to think. Nets like, topic. Because I'm always, like I said, I'm always one of those guys. It's like, okay, talk to me 30 games in. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm always been like one of those type of guys. Um, Steve Nash is coaching. I think that would be a fun one. Oh yeah. Not, not like scheme wise, and like obviously scheme wise goes a lot into it and stuff. Do you, I've seen I've seen on Twitter and oh he's fired every hour. I, yeah, I he's fired every hour. I've never like, seen somebody get fired so much. It's every t- I I can tweet like a whatever a um a quote from DeAndre Bembry about uh digging in deep or whatever digging in defensively uh-huh. and it'll be like if only Steve Nash would dig in defensively says Nets fan thirty seven. I'm just like oh, can we just. I've never seen somebody get fired, so it's just like the weirdest bit, man. <laughs> Dude, what was it? It was the other. It was the other. It was the. Was it gold? I think I forgot which one. It was Golden State or Cabs. Yeah. When Steve Nash used the challenge, what? Um, it, it was, was just really bad. It was, it was really bad. It was a rough one. I'm literally sitting there, right, and I'm like, I'm like, I I saw the replay. And Kevin Durant pointed at me. He's like, he's like, you know, do the, the do challenge. The replay. Yeah. Immediately looked at the ref, did the challenge, whatever the case is. And I, I, I tweeted out right away. I was like, guys, this is not going to be a successful challenge. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's nowhere near. Like, I, I, I don't even need to watch the replay for that one. And then, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, I can't wait to scroll on Twitter and for a minute, the moment yeah. they go to that mic and the ref cams on, they say unsuccessful. And like, right then and there, DMs blow up. The, the replies blow up. Nash, I want Nash out. Nash this. I think that, like, the thing with Nash is, like, I think everyone just forgets, like, number one, what, you know why he's brought in there. He dude, he's the, he's, he's the vibe king. He's the vibe king. He's That's the chillest I'm... dude. You guys don't he's the chillest he dude. He's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. He's chillest dude. Manage, like, manages personalities. That's the, one of the yeah. main reasons he came into this position. Because, number one, you look at his coaching staff last year. They surrounded him with just basketball minds that could really help him adjust this year. Ime Udoka, yeah. Jack Vaughn. Mike D'Antoni. This year he's got Vanderpool, Brian Keefe. He's got all these guys that are like yeah. I like I like Brian Keefe. I like his schemes. I did a lot of like research when he came over. Mm. But um but like the thing is it's like he's he's in there, like I, I'm not gonna be the guy that's saying, Okay, like get like fire and fire. No, like what like what it comes down to is obviously he's, he's the likelihood he's gonna get fired is slim to zero. Yeah, like not even close. And number two, like if if that was the case, you know whose voice is involved in that, and you know whose voice also worked with him in Golden State. You know right. what I'm trying to say here. So like, 
it doesn't make that much sense. But his growth as a head coach, his timeouts are getting better. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. slow. It's slowly getting there. And then there's other stuff as well if you really want to deep dive into it. But like you know, just like I don't know. I think I think he's he's done good with what he's had so far. Yeah, I think it's been fine. I've I've liked a lot of the stuff that they've done. Um, like a lot of their offensive sets seem to make sense for their personnel. They're running the right things for KD. Granted, KD is like the easiest player to run things for. Um, <laughs> you know, like their pick and roll options. I, I like that they've got the the Harden. Uh, Lamarcus pick and pop. That's a really I like a cool action that they run, and I it's like probably the action I feel the best about now, um, maybe more than anything. Uh, they're featuring Joe Harris, Patty. Like I I've been fine with it defensively. I actually really like that they came in mm-hmm. with a scheme that they were clearly good at right away, um, and and actually featured some of the guys on last year's roster, especially Bruce Brown, yep. um, in in a way that he wasn't featured last year, and he's able to, been able to excel. So I think like. From and I always look at this from scheme because that's what I'm interested in. I think he's done a good job with that. Um, this locker room is always really happy, and I, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, in, in terms of like, you know, you don't have blow ups on the sideline. You don't have any of that. Like he's you don't have any good of that. At that. You have he's, occasional yelling like on the court just as teammates. Yeah. You know, like I see those get taken out of context all the time, especially with Harden yeah. and Harris. Harden, Harden's vocal, man. He's a vocal. Harden's dude. vocal, but like yeah. that's what you need as a leader. And them, they're not they're they're men here. Like you know, they're yeah, not like. Yeah. Like you know, like obviously, I'm. I, I sound like I'm talking like a dad right now, but like, <laughs> like that's, that's what I'm saying. They're men, like, they're, they're men here. Like that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's like it's okay to like you know have yeah. those little situations because that's what drills home. They're not going to be like it's okay, Joe. Next time, you know, close out a little better. Like no, yeah. You know, it's like, too early to tell, too, like, with the adjustment stuff. It's like, they're just mm-hmm. not, I mean, like, would have it been nice to see them adjust things differently against Golden State? I get, again, that, and if you want to take that as the measuring stick game, that's totally fine. I don't, yeah. I don't know if this team does that. I, I didn't get the feeling. I didn't like, feel it either. You remember how they played Milwaukee last year and they were switching? Um, oh, like, in both games against Milwaukee? Um, mm-hmm. And then they came into the series against them in the playoffs in the regular season last year. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, and they were switching everything. They were like switching, I don't know, like uh, Kyrie onto Giannis and like doing, oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. or um, doing things like that. And then in the playoffs, they show up and drop. Like I don't, I just don't know if this team believes in showing their hand in a way. And I actually mm-hmm. could see that being a Steve Nash thing for sure, um, just being a tactician like that. I, and like mm-hmm. the other thing that people get on is about you know the rotations. Again, as I made this point earlier. Think about the roster. Think about the options that you have. You have like two guys that can provide spacing in terms of Joe Harris mm-hmm. and and Patty Mills. And the rest is pretty theoretical. Paul Paul Millsap, pretty theoretical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LaMarcus will space for you, for you for sure, but he's kind of a limited. You want to give him like 15, 20 minutes and not yeah. overextend him. And then it's Blake Griffin, uh, Bruce Brown, DeAndre Bembry. Like there's just a lot mm-hmm. of dudes that don't, really have that as one of their premier skill sets. So again, every time we're killing his rotations, think about what he's got to work with. You can only play Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Patty Mills, and James Harden for so long. Like you for have so you long. have other that's minutes. What I've been saying. So that's that's the thing too. It's like like that was that was that was a good question. Actually let me ask like you this. Do you like the do you like the no star lineups? I'm pretty I'm pretty indifferent on it, honestly. Like well like like just no star lineup, Harden, Katie, just on the bench. Yeah, but I also like. Yeah, let me ask you that first. 
it's tough because I've always been one of those guys you have to have one of them on the floor. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like that's really when they start getting down a hole. And, like, because think about it, we saw that against the Hornets. I think it was the Hornets game. It was the third quarter. KD played all 12 of the first, which is normal. The rest of the second. Harden came in and started the second. They flip-flopped. None of them started the third. I think that was – I think I'm talking about that right game. None of them started the third. Completely collapsed. That's where it kind of really fell apart. They yeah. both came in the game. And then all the other guys as well. The rotations got a little mismatchy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, like, I'm a fan of it. Like, I'm – like, the no-star lineups, it's weird because, like, you have to have in – that, in, that in that scenario, you have to be healthy. You have to be healthy. Yeah. So, like, for example, like with Joe, I wouldn't do a no-star lineup with the, who they have out right now. Like, I would, not, yeah, yeah. I would not do that. You know what I mean? Like, if they were fully healthy, you could do a Patty. Like, Patty's a good pa- – Patty's been really good this year, like, uh, in the no-star lineups. Um, no, I'm just I'm, – honestly, I'm just on that hill of you have to have one on the floor. To, yeah, I'm with you time. there. I, I, get the, I, I get the high minutes. Like, I get the high minutes and how that's concerning this early in the season. But and that's just how this roster is built. You have to have these, like we talked about, age, like, you know, like, like your point that you just mentioned. Lamar Soldiers only play so many minutes. Paul Millsap can only play so many minutes. You have to stagger the minutes here. You really have to have one on each call. Yeah, on each time. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried. I tried. To, I tried to talk myself into it. I was like, okay, let me see if I can get it done. I was like, you know, honestly, I'm not budget. It's it's probably the only thing I could critique right now because i think the general consensus right now is that people get mad oh why why do we have all these missed corner threes um in in this lineup or whatever it's like okay well <laughs> look like look at the paints we're working look, look with who's and yeah. and that's you know you only have so many paints to work with that's why your your uh painting is going to come out a certain way like <laughs> uh yeah that was, a, that was a bad analogy i'm gonna work on that one I might have to workshop that a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, like, the only thing I can really critique is probably those no-star lineups because, A, I want to see Harden cook. I want to get I want to get some lineups where it's like, let's throw Harden and Joe mm-hmm. Harris and Patty Mills in there and say, let's go crazy and, you know, and, and space mm-hmm. things out like that. Because um, if, if you're going to just play hero ball with KD, which they I mean, clearly they're going to just do that to a degree, put him, put him in a lineup where it's mm-hmm. like, we're, gonna, we're just going to take all our non-shooters – and just throw them with KD because we feel so good about this guy that he's going to score no matter what that That's we're going to get I'm away saying. with it. It's like, and like, do you do you feel like do you feel KD's minutes is a concern so far? You, you, uh, you find yeah, absolutely. Big, this dude was I, I, it's bigger concern than a lot of people realize. In my opinion, dude, this guy's like standing in the corner in the fourth quarter of that Cavs game. Like he's just like not not part of the offense and like maybe that's what they're drawing up i don't know it's hard it's very hard to get a feel for those things unless you're like in the huddle or or whatever but man like part of me is just like i wonder if this dude is just gas like just He's tired i don't know like that's the thing because it's 36 36 and harden said it harden said the quiet yeah, part out loud it. was like we have no other choice but to play on these back-to-backs <laughs> like yeah exactly we're, we have no other choice to play him. Like the, he literally said that what the thing is in the back of the room that you don't want to like get yeah. out completely. You know, he mostly just said, Hey, what other options do we have here? You take me and him out. Okay. Like, what do you have fun working with those pieces and try to try to really win a game here against, especially with Cleveland, like Cleveland's different because obviously they were banged up going into the game. 
but the, these teams that are under 500, they go into these games with extra motivation, no matter who, uh, who, right. no matter who they got on the court. You know what I mean? Like, even like, you saw it yesterday what Darius Garland did. Then you got Isaiah Caro. Like, you have all these little pieces that are just motivated. But obviously, hey, if they lost that game, that would have been very bad. But like, number 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 one is like the thing is, it's just that you can't. You have to stagger these these superstars' minutes. You have to have at least one on the corner at all times. You have to like it's learned to come to that customability. You have to have that. Yeah, I, uh, I, they're a very good team. They are a very very good team. They are going to be really good. I honestly, I don't know why they're criticizing the identity so much. I actually really mm-hmm. disagree. If I'm mm-hmm. really. I, I think they do have an I'm, identity. I'm on I'm somewhat on the same page as you. Wait, what what let, let me hear what you have to say first and I'll kind of fill in the gaps what I'm thinking. I wasn't I was just kind of confused by Harden saying that because I they're they're definitely a defensive minded team. Yeah. They're gonna they have one coverage that they seem to be pretty good at defensively. Offensively they're figuring some things out, but there might just not be that much to figure out, unfortunately, point, unless yeah. some guys started shooting better. Like it is literally that easy. And if that's what the identity thing is, is just guys coming out of slumps or shooting. I mean, because I don't think Blake Griffin's gonna shoot what, like seventeen percent from three this whole year. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I don't think like, he's gonna shoot thirty eight percent like last year, but I don't think he's gonna yeah. shoot seventeen percent either. So but yeah, I would, I kinda was confused by that comment because I just don't know if I agree. I feel like compared to last year, mm-hmm. like you compare this team compared to where they were last year, where it's like every month you'd have a new player on the roster that needs to be worked mm-hmm. in, whether it's Blake Griffin or LaMarcus Aldridge or ramp Nicholas up, Claxton ramp up, this or freaking James Harden. Like, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that team didn't have an identity the whole year and they were just fine. Again, again it's a different level of talent compared to this mm-hmm. year and last year. But I don't know if it's like an identity identity problem i think we know what these guys are they're a defensive minded team they have two really good players mm-hmm. that those guys are going to carry them i think it's and more like, of a catalyst problem more than anything finding a catalyst you know what i mean like something that's like like patty mill said it. it's like all right the blue collar boys taking charges blue collar mentality yeah. ramp up the crowd that kind of gives them an extra juice you know right. they, they remain stagnant a lot I'm on the same page as you with an identity because I feel like the word identity, number one, it's very loosely thrown throughout. It's like life. what it's, you hear so... like a lottery team say. It's like I don't yeah. really agree. Which I'm not. I'm not saying it's like a like because I'm. I feel like that comment's gonna come off as me saying like, oh, you guys are being like you're having a loser mentality. No, I mean no. that is like you know whether let's say you're it's like the Lakers could say that like the Lakers if they were like. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, we're trying to find our identity here. It's like, yeah, I, I yeah, you it are. Makes sense. <laughs> like, oh yeah, my god, yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> you are, yeah. You're going through some rough growing. <laughs> you are really that. trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. It's just like I de- the the word identity is just so loosely thrown. And like the thing is, it's like if you really want to kind of cement an identity, I'm on the same page as you. It's usually comes from lower base teams because that's how they really built their continuity. You saw yeah, that's like the Hawks last 2019. Year. Hawks last year, underdog team like just very gritty kind of just being like coming in having like obviously with the Knicks and the Trey was like a villain that type of stuff that served as a catalyst for them to really perform at that level you know what I mean so like I'm on the same page as you with the identity I feel like they're kind of just 
they they it's a ceiling thing. They, it's I think a ceiling. And that, I think yeah. And that sounds harsh. And I I I actually th- I think their ceiling is a championship. I don't think anything swayed me. I didn't come away from the Golden State game being like, well, I guess these guys don't have it. Like I was just you know I for one I'm because I can I definitely will have my days where I'm reactionary. But I came out yeah. of that game kind of being like, well, that was that sucked. I think for everybody involved, but yeah, except for involved. except for Steph Curry apparently. I'm the um, ones that chanted MVP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but those those people had a good time. But um, but I wasn't like, oh, this. I guess we know where the Nets are going to finish. But mm. I also do feel like the ceiling. You know, you kind of. I'm just. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure where it is yet. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like obviously with contending teams. Obviously the Nets. It's it's a it's one of those things that everyone wants to see instant results. Even though they're 11 and five. But like the thing is, I, like I said, like I said, probably what like five times on this podcast, I'm always the game thirty marker. Once the game, once you get yeah. thirty games under your belt and like you head in, then you're kind of like creep a little close at All Star break. Buyout markets around the corner. You plug in a couple little holes here and there. You know, I think very long road traditional approach. Kind of that's how kind of I kind of roll with this team. But like that's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like they're kind of pushing the identity too much. You know, trying to find yeah. that identity, whatever. Like it's a continuity identity. I get the continuity in chemistry. Don't get me wrong; that that makes sense. But like the identity part, it's like, well, your identity, especially with this team, it's not like the the Nets have always had a clear identity. You know what I mean? Especially dating back to when they got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they never had yeah. a real clear identity. It was more so okay. They know how to just play with each other, type of thing. That's kind of yeah. really what it comes down to. That's at least that's how I think. I don't. I'm not one of those guys. Obviously, the blue collar boys. Hey, it's fun for the fan base. You know, we saw little guys and and then wearing uh, hard hats and yeah, yeah. Up. You know, it's, no, it's a nice little. Bit. I love that bit. But like the thing is, it's just like I don't know. I feel like as a team, you can't really push identity. It's one of those things that you really just comes to you. Yeah. And you 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 form that identity once you really get that connectivity and chemistry kind of just down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it's it'll probably evolve a lot more than I realize, and certain mm-hmm. guys will pop. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, again. It's I feel like I've I keep saying the same things over and over. It is weird how much I feel like I have a grip on this mm-hmm. team so far. In a way, I just didn't after the first fifteen games of last year. Um, yeah, or whenever yeah. they had right before Harden. Because even you know you had stuff like Jared Allen was breaking out and. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. Bruce Brown wasn't even in the rotation initially. Bruce like this, Brown wasn't there. Karras had a lot of pressure on him being third gonna, star. Yeah, it's like who's gonna Boy. who's gonna change things for this team? Really, it's, I guess I guess James Johnson. I mean, that's what I'm gonna come back to now. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm just saying that ball handling the, looked a little good. I'm yeah, just like uh, I'm that. I was I watched that yesterday. I was like, ooh, okay. I was like, he's that's, he's that's surprising. He's a uh, he's a different flavor. He's also he's like the offensive version of. Bembry where you're just kind of like you're a little crazy like mm-hmm. you do some crazy stuff like Bembry does some nutty stuff out there I'm like Bembry does is... some nutty stuff the <laughs> like, high releases yo. on the layups the flip <laughs> well, just, off dunks like and the defensive stuff too where he just takes risks like crazy on defense crazy. it's a bad pass he's gonna catch that thing like he's you know Odell Beckham like yeah. behind the head type behind thing, the right? head like, and all this stuff, like, don't get me yeah. wrong, I can really juice juice your teammates up if you make a good yep, play yep. like that, you know, like you having that hustle and stuff. And James Johnson, same thing on the other end. It's just like That's you're doing weird stuff, man. I don't know how else to describe it's, it. It's one of those, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this team plays next coming days, though. It'll, it'll be interesting. You got a nice little home stretch coming. Like, was it Magic? Then they go on the road, and then they got Suns, Knicks, 
Um, they got Boston in the mix. Some, Boston I think in Wednesday. the mix too. Yeah, something like that. Boston. Some good mix. measuring stick games. That's also the other part. I feel like we have not. <laughs> Respects to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Cleveland Cavaliers, without apparently anybody that I've ever, <laughs> no one that I knew. It was a lot of Dean Wade out there. So, uh, Dean, yeah, Dean Wade. Um, let's see, it was Oklahoma City, Cleveland, New Orleans, Orlando, Detroit. We've just had a lot of teams where I haven't, uh, haven't learned a ton. So it'll be good to get some games. Hopefully, it'll be good to get some games, and you know, (laughs) obviously, yeah, Suns and Knicks. I'm more interested in. Let's put it that way. Those are good. Those are good, quote unquote, measuring stick games. You know, I can watch. I can get into Boston too. I think. I think that those games are always fun. Good intensity. So, yeah, Yeah. man. Um, shoot, you got anything else you want to share? Anything else you got, dude? Dude, Literally, cool. I'll let you plug away. Anything you got coming out? Dude, honestly, I'm just going to keep doing, you know, just the regular right two game recaps with you and just, yeah. you know, a couple articles after each game, you know, and just kind of see where it goes from there, you know, just just yeah, ride man. it out, you know. But how about you, you? Do. what do you got going on? Dude, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I got nothing, man. I'm I'm everybody. Me and me and you talk about all the time. We're like, okay, how can we collab here? What should we yeah, do here? Yeah. And it's just like it's too early, you know. It's not like we need a little more a little more ingredients in the mix, you know, to really kind of just break loose on the content. Yeah, we got nothing. I gotta, I gotta fix my work schedule, my my non basketball work schedule a little bit. So oh, that's yeah. what I got coming. I gotta, I gotta I fix got this. I'm, I'm um, I'm not doing as much basketball content as I want to be. So, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that, I guess, and then we'll figure out where we're just going. Just find from the there. pockets <laughs> of holes. Just, just work. You know, that's that's, that's kind of what I don't I'm know. doing. Sorry, guys, I'm know. I'm broke. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no so that's that's uh that's pretty much that's pretty much what i got right now but yeah man well i'm sure we'll do more stuff as these games we'll come do on, more stuff next, exactly next stretch of games well i'm sure we're gonna have more stuff we'll, we'll be talking uh probably on this podcast we'll, we'll be able to go every everything that, that we got coming out oh um, most chris, definitely most definitely brother yeah chris man i uh i want to thank you for coming on the show um definitely we'll have you on soon and thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed this conversation there's more of them. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use, uh, the Clear Out Podcast. And if you can, leave me a five-star rating. That'd be dope. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Chris, man. Appreciate you, brother. Always a blast coming on here, especially when we've been talking since, what, two hours and 45, two hours and 15 standard, minutes at this though. point combined? It's That's standard, though. Always standard. a blast. You and I can you, talk brother. for like seven hours, I'm pretty sure. Straight. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Not even a question. <laughs> Thanks, uh, always, always, a, always a pleasure, brother.